Today marks the best day of training camp because the Chargers are kicking off their joint practices against the Saints, and there are a bunch of matchups we can't wait to watch. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today, and to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts. David, what do we got today? Today, we are going to get into the joint practices, and we're going to tell you about our favorite battles matchups to watch joint practices are always very entertaining very exciting i'm wearing this keenan allen jersey in honor <laughs> of one of the best moments from the joint practices and chargers recent history there and then we're going to get into some questions one of my favorites is from uh, one of our fellow podcasters dan wolkenstein he's asking about what is the most important or impactful battle that we still got going on in training camp yeah, we did talk about some of them being over, but there's still some very important battles still waging. But I'm very much looking forward to seeing what happens with the Chargers and the Saints. I mean, this is truly the best time of training camp, and it's so nice that the Chargers actually do the joint practices. And I know the guys appreciate it because these dudes, after this much training camp, just want to hit somebody else. And especially the starters who don't get to really play in the preseason at all, right, outside of a couple exceptions. They get to go full bore against someone that they don't have to, you know, share a locker room with. So I think it's going to be great. And I want to start where where I think the sparks could fly the most because this is definitely training camp fight season. Keenan Allen got in a fight with, I believe it was Nikel Roby Coleman, I believe, back in yeah, the day. I think someone so. along those I lines. Think so. But either way, I mean, these are the funnest moments. It's where you see the sparks start to fly. And I think if there is a fight, I think it's going to be in the trenches. And I think there's matchups on the trenches on both sides I'm very excited about. But let's start with the two hotheads, right? Joey Bosa versus Trevor Penning. Penning, oh, yeah. a guy that we liked, right, but definitely came with a certain kind of attitude. He got kicked out of three consecutive practices or got kicked out of practice for starting a fight in three consecutive days in his rookie season last year. So, David, this is somewhere especially where Joey Bosa, you know, obviously had his meltdown in the playoffs. I can't wait to see this matchup. This is, I think, the most likely fight that could happen. And I think it would be, you know, 80% Penning and 20% Bosa. Oh, it definitely would be. I mean, yeah. that's one of the things with with Trevor Penning is that he that that attitude was apparent from the very first time that we watched. His and you tape. like it if it's yours, right? Yeah. And you hate it if it's not, right? It's, if it's exactly your goddamn, right. Exactly. Yeah, he's the villain right now because he's yeah. not on your team. But he's on your team. You absolutely love him. You love the nastiness and the mean streak, and and you love that. But on the other side, you hate it, and yeah. and and that's going to cause some issues. I, I mean, Joey Bosa is one of those guys that we already know that if you rub him the wrong way and you get those emotions going, he will talk trash to you the whole time. Yep. That's the type of player he is. He's going to get in your face. When he beats you, he's going to let you know. So there's definitely some potential for some fireworks there. I can't wait to see it because, oh, ah, man, I wish Trevor Penning does something because Joey Bosa is a monster, and I don't think yeah. he wants those problems. 
I don't think he does either. But I think elsewhere on the Chargers, you know, edge rushing, you know, or at least the pass rush, going up against Ryan Ramchick, you know, oh, yes. Joey Bosa, Quill Mack, getting to test their medal against that dude, I think will be a lot of fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, one of the best though. tackles in the league, period. Right, and I think we're spoiled because we already get to see them go up against Rashawn Slater. So, I yes. mean, it's just a different kind of tackle, rushing from a different side, obviously, yeah. he's playing right tackle. So, I'm right. excited to see that. I think on the other side, though, I think it's definitely Trey Pipkins versus Cam Jordan. Even Cam Jordan versus Rashawn Slater will be a lot yeah. of fun. But I yeah. think this is, these are big reps for Trey Pipkins heading into a, you know a season where he'll play in the preseason zero snaps. This right. will be a good you know test for him, really having his only live-ish action. No, I agree with that. I think that's a really, really important one uh, for him after getting the the nice contract extension from the Chargers. And, you know, he can have some kind of comfortability knowing that he's the starter. There's nobody really kind of nipping at his heels. That's but now it's sure. prove it time, right? Now it's go earn your money. I mean, it, it, you, you got paid for what we expect you to do for us in the future. So you should be locking up guys like Cam Cam Jordan. And, and I mean, yeah, hey, Cam Jordan's a, probably a Hall of Fame type player, but this is year 13 for Cam Jordan, and yeah. you're coming in into your physical prime so this is going to be a really good test for trey pipkins hopefully he's ready to answer the answer the call but that's definitely going to be a battle i'm going to be paying very close attention to at the very least right i mean cam jordan is such a weird physical problem you know as far as a pass rusher because he's like defensive end slash you know edge rusher but like i think you know physically he he is something you don't see very often so i think it's a unique test for Trey Pipkins. And I think, you know, worst case scenario, he gets beat a couple times, but then you have the next three weeks to try to kind of work out those kinks, right? So I think that's why another reason why it's super important. Next, I'm looking at the secondaries versus the wide receivers. And I mean, you go Keenan and Mike Williams going up against Marshawn Lattimore, Chris Olave and Michael Thomas going up against the Chargers corners. There's a lot of matchups here, David, that I'm excited to see. Obviously, I I can't, you know, talk about this section without starting it off with Keenan Allen, just because... (laughs) Keenan Allen's got that swagger. We already know he's he's got the that fight in him. If you chip bring it out of him, too. yeah, he definitely yeah. got that chip on his shoulder. Uh, like Daniel Wade asked him at the press conference, <laughs> you know, asked him if he has anything left to prove, and he said he absolutely does. He needs to remind everybody what Keenan Allen is capable of doing and why he's still one of the premier wide receivers in the league. So Keenan Allen, the the route running savant, uh, the guy who's going to get open. I mean, that's just what he does. Uh, and so I just want to see if any of those Saints corners are going to get mad about getting dusted by a 10-year vet NFL wide receiver. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is like Marshawn Lattimore isn't going to hold his tongue either, right? So no, I think he's another not. guy you look at on that Saints defense where you think you maybe could see some sparks fly. But I think for Mike and Keenan to go up against a dude who's you know in his prime, a guy and who's a, perennially a good size too, right? He's six yeah. foot, one ninety four, yeah. so he's a big corner. He's thick and he's physical too. So yeah. I'm excited to see that. There's other matchups in the secondary I think that are good for the Saints. But on the Chargers side of things, in the Chargers corners, I'm looking at J.C. Jackson specifically, yeah. right? J.C. Jackson versus Michael Thomas. Oh yeah, I think that's going to be a big matchup that is going to be fun to watch, and I think it's also just. You know, we're not going to see J.C. Jackson in the preseason. So getting to see him, you know, go one on ones with some different receivers. I mean, we know he holds up well against the Chargers and what we've seen from him. And they have pretty good receivers, too. But a couple of very different receivers he's going up against. And I think our first real chance to see, hey, not only is he back, but is he looking like J.C. Jackson again? 
I think this is really important for J.C. Jackson and his confidence. I I think going up against another team for the first time really since his injury, um, you know, and, you know, in a season where he comes to a new team and it didn't start the way that we expected, you know, after getting that big contract, after, you know, getting all, you know, more interceptions than anybody in the NFL over the last couple of seasons. We were, had very, very high expectations for J.C. Jackson, and unfortunately, none of those things came to fruition. And he got hurt and missed the entire year. Now it's time, after all the rehab, all the sweat, after all the tears, after all the hours, now it's time to really test it. Now it's time to really see if you're ready to go. And when you are and you're out there making plays, get that confidence back. So you don't have to think about it. You can put it into the back of your mind and go out there and be Mr. INT. It'll be great to see, you know, if he starts picking off some passes during yes, practices. Please. I think That'd that's definitely, uh, you know, some building blocks. You could start to be a little yeah. bit more hopeful that you'll see that version of him. But yes. Michael Davis versus Chris Olave should be a lot of fun. Too. Oh, yeah. What will Zant look like in the slot against another team? And most importantly, how many times in the Chargers secondary pick off new quarterback Derek Carr? Oh, so, yes. The last one I want to touch on here. Kellen Moore versus the Saints defense and for me David it's specifically because we're not going to see Kellen Moore's offense at full strength with all the starters in it in the preseason this is going to be the closest thing we get to see and it's going up against a good defense yeah going up against a really good defense I mean Dennis Dennis Allen's defense over there with the Saints has been very very good since he's been there so this is going to be a really really good test I think they have some guys uh, on the defensive line uh, in the middle and in the back end and the secondary that, you know, are really good players in this league. So I think it's going to be a really good test. And, you know, I think this is probably going to be the, you know, the best version of the Kellen Moore offense that we're going to be able to see, because obviously in preseason, you're not going to want to put, you know, any of your a plays out there. You're, you're not really trying to, you know, do that stuff. And I understand it's a new offense and stuff, and you might want to try some things out, but the preseason isn't really for that in joint practices. It's really after all the installs, after all the time, that's when it's time to to test it and see what it really looks like yeah it's just the closest thing we're going to get because we don't think you know there's no chance to me that brian staley is going to play his starters in the preseason didn't no. when joe lombardi was in their first year in a new offense right i don't think we're going to see it this year and i think going up against this defense will give us at least a little glimpse it won't give us the full picture but it'll be a little glimpse and i'm excited to see it but we do have more to get into because we are getting into a chargers mail bag today and we have a mini chargers crossover coming up Right after this, with Dan Wolkenstein asking a question from Chargers Unleashed, Alistair Lloyd asked a great question that has to do with this too, which is, hey, is there any concern that Kellen Moore's offense isn't going to see the field in the preseason, even for a couple drives? This is the thing. I still remember Ryan Matthews. So we're going to get into all that coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about Nutrafol because you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to pr- improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. The best part about Nutrafol, though, is that it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after only six months of taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com men and enter that promo code LOCKEDONNFL. That's Nutrafol.com men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Let's get into our Chargers mailbag, and I want to thank the everydayers out there, including 
couple everydayers from a couple of other Chargers podcasts that you're probably familiar with. And if you're not, you should be. And I want to start with the thunder from down under. And I'm not talking about male strippers. We have Alistair Lloyd chipping in on the show today. And it seems like he has a very special request. And it's that David Drogemeyer read this specific question. So the Thunder Down Under podcast had me on last year. and I don't uh, want that. I, I want you to just go a, into it and explain it later. I want to hear All right, it. fine. Here we go. David Drogemeyer. Question. Chargers have a new OC, but don't plan to play the starters at all in the preseason action. Does that bother you? Do you think they have benefit from a driver two in the real game that no amount of joint practices can replicate? <laughs> so if you want to know about the backstory on that, go check out the Thunder Down Under podcast. And you can see one of their first videos, first few videos they put out. I was a guest on there and they did an absolutely epic introduction video for me. You definitely <laughs> got to go check that out. But um, would they benefit from a series? I don't. It, it really, unfortunately, doesn't matter if they would benefit from a series, Alistair, because they're not going to play the start in the preseason it's just the risk versus reward factor is just not it's just not even close to being there and I think the best example of that is going back to last year uh, against the Broncos in a meaningless game and you have you know one of your best wide receivers and Mike Williams that gets hurt in a game that really had no bearing on the impact on the rest of the season at the end of the season you are already locked into a playoff spot so I think just given that knowledge and just given how Brandon Staley handles the preseason Daniel not going to happen I mean, I get, I get that, you know, you don't think it's going to happen, so uh, therefore it doesn't really matter. But, I, I mean, I, to answer the question, yes, absolutely. Would they benefit from a drive or two in a real game that no amount of joint practice scrimmages can replicate? Absolutely. They would. Yeah, of course. Just because they would, though, doesn't mean it you know, outweighs the bad that could happen in a preseason game like that. Right. I mean, we know, like you said, you know, Mike Williams, Week 18, a meaningless game. And I always think back to Ryan Matthews' first carry of the preseason going into year three, 2012. He breaks his collarbone, mm -hmm. ends up breaking his other collarbone four months later after Just he finally insane. came back, which is crazy. I know. I was looking at him as a medical marvel, I guess, that that happened. But still, that's the reason you don't do it. Would you? Am I a little concerned that this offense is not going to see any live bullets before the regular season? Absolutely. Yeah. It's just cost and benefit. And when you're right. the Chargers and when you're Brandon Staley specifically, <laughs> who made that decision at the end of last season, which yeah. I know he regrets. Definitely. You just have to play things differently. You can't afford yeah. to take those chances. And you just have to hope, you know, that Kellen Moore in this offense with Justin Herbert, who's picked up every offense well that he's ever been in, yeah. will be good enough with the weapons they have week one while everyone's healthy, you know, knock on wood, yeah. to be able to go out there and not have too much of an adjustment period. And I think that we, I don't, I'm not super worried about that as far nah. as just the, the rest of the offense. But, yeah, I do think it could affect him a little bit early on. Sure. Let's get to Dan W. Sports from X or Twitter, part of the Chargers Unleashed duo, him and Jake Hefner. Shout out to the Chargers Unleashed guys. But he asked, what's up, fellas? What do you each feel is the most important or impactful camp battle remaining? So we obviously did a, a show declaring many of the camp battles over. Yeah, there's still some battles left to be decided. I think for the most part, pretty much every starting position is, is accounted for. Right. So, yeah. David, where would you go with this as far as at this point in training camp, what you think the most important or impactful is? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously for me, it's the safety position, especially with the uncertainty with the Alohi Gilman injury. It's what is happening behind him. How is JT Woods going to answer the, this call, this challenge? How is Mark Webb going to answer the challenge? Can Raheem Lane show up and make some plays? Can they make you feel a little bit better about that safety position? Because we just don't know what's up with Alohi Gilman. We don't know if he's going to be back yeah. anytime soon. So we need to know what we have Should behind him. Should know by the end of today, at least a yeah. little bit more. You hope. Right, exactly. I'm sure we'll hear something from Brandon Staley about it but until then I mean these guys behind him have to step up and prove that they're ready to to play in his stead yeah I mean I went a different direction just because like if I'm thinking about battle I'm talking about guys you know battling things out so like Raheem Lane Mark Webb definitely battling for that safety four spot right but this is tough I mean I think the most legitimate battle that still has a lot of playing time attached to it is Isaiah Spiller versus yeah, Joshua Kelly running back, uh, and sure. I think we know that two running backs will play a lot. And, and I think also this just has to do with me thinking about how much a better rushing attack will just help this offense in general, right? And An already yep. good offense, having a rushing attack, hopefully resembling what we saw in the first preseason game, be will do a ton <laughs> for this team. Oh, yeah. Even though I think the battle is over as far as starter in the star position, slot position, I do think a huge impactful part of this training camp, though, that was a camp battle will just be if it, Asante Samuel Jr. is really the guy who's starting there week one, you yeah. know, and J.C. Jackson is out on the field, yeah, how he fits in the slot and how he plays in run defense and how he can tackle, I think is going to be hugely impactful. So I think that is still a major storyline that we still have to kind of see play itself out a little bit. But yeah, I agree. I do want to get to another question that we have here. Not a Chargers podcaster that I know of, but we have Rob Keenan who hit us up and asked, what is one position group on offense and on defense that you have the most concerned about? or that you're most concerned about and one position group on offense and defense that give you the most confidence. So David, it was hard to whittle it down to one of each of these things. Where did you end up going for these? Yeah. So for the, on, on offense uh, position group, I was a little bit concerned about is just the tight end position behind the top two guys, sure. you know, Gerald Everett and, and uh, you know, even uh, with Donald Parham too, just cause he hasn't been able to oh, play a full sure. season. So, yeah, I think just the tight end position. I want to see some growth from, from Trey McKitty. I want to see, you know, some positive things out of Stone Smart because that seems like he's probably going to be the guy that's going to get that spot, at least Are you breaking as, of, news? as of right now. Um, you know, obviously, definitely not breaking news. I don't know anything. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just want to see more. I mean, that's a position group that I think all offseason we've been well, a little bit concerned about. So, I mean, and the safety position, I, I kind of already talked about that a little bit. But, yeah, obviously cause for concern there for obvious reasons. And then for uh, positions, groups that like, give me a lot of confidence uh, I think on offense it's wide receiver uh, you know in stark contrast from last year I feel like uh, they learned from their mistakes they padded the position and now it's a very deep very versatile group that I feel I like can go out there and attack any defense in any way they feel that they need to so uh, I appreciate that and then on defense it was very close it was either between edge or corner with me yeah I went agreed. with corner uh, overall just feel like you know you love what you have with Michael Davis he's really coming into into his own Asante Samuel yeah. Jr. has got some really good play making ability i think jc jackson's the wild card if he comes back then this is unquestionably one of the strongest position groups on the team yeah if he comes back and looks like jc jackson right, right? that's the the caveat we had to exactly keep up because like just being out there wasn't good enough at the start no. of last season it's not going to be good enough this year i think this no. year though you have at least other options if it exactly. doesn't work out that you can go to right but i i have all those same things written down and i have other options too i mean yeah. offense my depth at tight end was definitely one of them I think the bigger one is probably backup tackle, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, that it, 
the Chargers starting tackle has missed at least 14 games in the last two seasons in a row, right? So, like, yep, that's a fact. It, it, and it, it goes even longer than that of lesser games, but like that could be a big role. And right now it's Foster Sherell, and that's just hard to feel great about at the moment. And every yeah. team probably feels like their backup tackle is not good enough as well, you know, to kind of go back to Daniel guess who Pollard. the backup tackle is for the Saints? Who? Storm Norton. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> proving that point for sure. Uh, offensively, backup tackle. Defense, honorary mention to linebacker, just because I think we're still putting a lot of faith that, you know, Kenneth Murray is going to make that leap that we've seen yeah. from him in training camp. And that's still a question mark. And, you know, that Eric Hendricks still has call. it at his age. Yeah. Confidence. If you're not going receivers, I'd say quarterback. And I think that has oh, obviously yeah. a lot to do with <laughs> Justin Herbert. And sure. That's, you know, but I feel a lot better about Easton Stick now, too. I agree. And, and that plays a big part of it. And then, yeah, if you're not going corners on defense, you're going edge rushers. And, and I think it has a lot to do with, hey, the reserves – at cornerback, you've actually kind of seen a little bit more than the reserves you have at the edge rusher with a rookie, yeah. obviously, and Thule. And yeah. then you have Chris Rump, who's had a nice camp. So both of those are going to be your strengths, hopefully, right? And, I mean, both of those you could make a solid argument for. But we do have more to get into, including one Charger fan who doesn't know if Justin Herbert has proved it to him yet. Could he be the next Carson Wentz? We're going to talk about that and whether or not it's more likely that Justin Herbert wins MVP next year or that Brandon Staley wins Coach of the Year, which seems crazy. We're going to get into that right after this. All right, thank you guys to everyone who's checked out the show today. We appreciate all the everydayers out there, but that's just today. Tomorrow we'll be back recapping the first of the Chargers joint practices and also doing a little preview of the Chargers' second preseason game, which, hap which is happening Sunday against the Saints, because we are here every single day. So thank you to everyone who checked out the show and hit us up at Locked on LAC on X to get these questions in or call into the, into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. But, David, obviously, I think most of the everydayers know our feelings about Justin Herbert at this point, oh, yeah. you know, and how we reacted to the contract and everything else, but it's a lot of money, and the Chargers are banking on this dude being one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL for a very long time, which I think that he will be. But not everyone, David, is totally sold on that. Let's hear what Ben and KC has for us. Hey, guys, this is Ben from Kansas City. My question for you guys is, is this Justin Herbert real final prove-it year? I was talking to a buddy of mine who cheers for the Eagles, and he said uh, Justin Herbert's the next Carson Wentz got paid and then is going to start sucking. Now, obviously, Justin Herbert's way more talented than Carson Wentz was, but after that loss in Jacksonville last year, it kind of made me question that killer mentality in Herbert. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I just feel like some quarterbacks in the league aren't losing that game, and I don't know. So what do you guys think? Is this Justin Herbert's prove-it year? I don't want to give too many things away, but it looked like David Drogmeyer might have been rolling his eyes a little bit while that clip was playing. I totally ratted him out as my co-host of over, <laughs> you know, seven years. <laughs> David, what is the biggest issue you kind of take with that? First of all, don't lean into the peer pressure. Okay, don't listen to your Eagles <laughs> fans' friends. Get out of here with Eagles that. I mean, fans. they're so biased. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest problem here is, like, it's so quick that people forget. Do you not remember the Week 18 game against the Raiders? Like, that yeah. was Justin Herbert alone, like, just willing the Chargers to stay in that football game. Fourth right. down completion after fourth down completion after fourth down completion. It didn't. He put the whole team on his back there. And then also to address the the playoff game here, if the Chargers get two to three more first downs on offense in the second half, we're not talking about this. If the Chargers defense gets one stop in, in a game where they gave up 24 points in the second half, 
then we're not talking about this the same way. This sure. is not just Justin Herbert alone, okay? Justin Herbert was not the reason why the Chargers lost that game. And no, I am not uh, have any issue or any problem or concern with Justin Herbert's killer instinct because I know it's there. Justin Herbert had a lot to overcome, not just on the field, but within himself as well, dealing with numerous injuries and an injury in that game as well. So Justin Herbert, I don't think there's anything to prove as far as a killer instinct is for me. Obviously, the playoff success needs to come now because it's year four. He's got the big contract, and those expectations come with that big deal. Absolutely. And the other thing is, is he's been one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the league. And the other part is that he's just been so good already, and you just don't see quarterbacks that are this good turn into something else. Like, I yeah. mean, it's just uh, Carson Wentz had one really, really good season that he got hurt, one. and he was going to be the MVP, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions that year right they beat the chargers that year but he wasn't justin herbert right and i think if you look at those other contracts right like bad bad contracts kyler murray right they're wondering whether they should have paid Horrible. kyler murray obviously right and, you know Deshaun watson many different reasons you could regret that contract russell but wilson. also he's been really bad just like russell wilson has been one year in in denver right justin herbert is just as such a different situation than those guys that like it's very hard for me to think he's going to come cratering back down to earth. Like, I just don't think we've seen a quarterback like Justin Herbert. First of all, you know, he's pretty unique, just generally speaking, compared yeah. to most NFL quarterbacks. But, oh, like, yeah. be as good as Justin Herbert and then turn into a pumpkin. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, he's been as good as anyone you could bring up. Last year was a down year for Justin Herbert, okay? And that down year is better than most quarterbacks in the NFL's best year of their career, yeah. okay? So that's why I'm like... You haven't seen the best version of Justin Herbert, even after he's been historic his first three years in the league. The best for Justin is yet to come, and I absolutely, truly believe that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I had in my notes, too. It was just like, hey, we just saw what Justin Herbert looked like while playing injured, without his best receiver for most of the season, missing his all-pro tackle, being constantly under pressure, and it still looked that good, and he led the team to the playoffs. Yeah. If that's the ceiling, you know, if that's the floor, like, that is something, that's superstar floor kind of stuff. You we go. saw Phillip Rivers get banged up teams that went 5-11 and 11 and 4-12, and 12, and yeah. they had a lot of the, At the same time, though, like, if you keep losing in the playoffs, that becomes your thing, like it did yes. with Dan Marino, like it did yeah. with Phillip Rivers, and you can't yeah. win the big one. But this is normal growing pains for a rookie or for a young quarterback. Like, yeah. these are what most great quarterbacks who win lots of Super Bowls have to go through along the way. You have the heartbreak. You have the tribulations, and that's just part of it. And he's learning, yeah. and he's building, right? And that's just, I think, what you're seeing with Justin Herbert, who has, you know, more fourth-quarter comebacks and also game-winning drives than anyone from his draft class or anyone drafted since then, and most of the quarterbacks in the NFL already, already, yeah. you know, only three seasons in. So not worried about that. Let's get to Superfan Zach, though, who asks, what do you think is the cause of Herbert being more outgoing, including the appearances on Truth or Dab, which is the hot wing show where Justin Herbert eats incredibly hot wings, and it's really fun to watch him. You know, he only had one though. I mean, let's be they're honest. really but, they 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 put Easton stick through their ringer. On oh, I know, man. I know. They, they, I gave, know, they definitely sure. gave Justin the superstar treat. I mean, I'm I was surprised that Justin Herbert threw Joey Bosa under the bus as quickly as he possibly could to avoid having to eat another hot wing. But either way, what do you think it is? Because we've definitely seen a difference in you know kind of how outgoing he is, how vocal he is in 2023. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's a mixture of several things. I think it's year four of him in the NFL just being really comfortable. I mean, he... I don't even think I finished the question. Sorry, Zach. The appearances on Truth or Dab and another mic'd up, a new contract, new offensive coordinator, 
something else right and i think it is right like those it, all of those things play a factor in yeah it. it's all of the above yeah i just like i said i just feel like he's very very comfortable now he's a year four in the nfl he knows everybody he knows his coaching staff everybody is understood he's got a brand new offensive coordinator to pay uh, to team up with to you know really go light the league up and oh by the way he's got 262.5 million dollars in the bank So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons for Justin Herbert to relax, not have to worry about anything off the field, can completely focus on football for the next five years, knowing that his family line is completely taken care of. I just feel like, you know, Justin Herbert's really just coming into his own. I think having, you know, another Pacific Northwest guy as his offensive coordinator and former quarterback, I think, helps. Uh, I I also have a theory that, like, when he came into the league under Brandon Staley in 2020 and Brandon under – Anthony Lynn in 2020 that there was probably a part where they're like, don't say anything. Yeah. Anything you take is say is going to be taken out of context. Like, and I think, you know, he's not a super, you know, talkative guy in general. So if you no. tell that dude, like all the downsides of talking, why would he want to talk? Right. So right. Oh, I think it's quite fine. I just will be, <laughs> but I think he's finding himself a little bit more with people who yeah. are more willing to kind of let him be himself a little bit, I agree. but a tear called in and a tear calls in. He gets on the show. It's here. He asked. Hi, Dan. Hi, David. I love you, my boys. This is Atiyah. My final bold prediction for the season, that Chargers will start the season 9-0. and Their first loss of the season is at Lambeau. Sorry, David. They finished the season with a new franchise record, 15-2. and Herbert gets MVP. Taylor gets coach of the year. Chargers will be the number one seed in the AFC. Your thoughts, please. Love you, my boys. Can't wait till tomorrow. Well, David, it is messed up. He picked the one game you're going to, right? To, to That's say what that I'm saying. Like, really, man? Over. Come on. I spent a lot of money on that game. I, I, mean, I was going to say Herbert MVP or Brandon Staley. It's, it's so hard. Like, the defense would have to be so good, and Justin yeah. Herbert would have to have such a pedestrian year. It's hard to see happening. But, like, I think the biggest thing is what's more likely, the Chargers going 15-2 and or Brandon Staley winning coach of the year? I don't know. Because one's a franchise record, and Brandon Staley obviously is so – Poorly thought of at this point that it's hard to really almost it's harder to imagine for sure than the MVP season from Herbert. If Brandon Staley wins coach of the year, I will get his initials tattooed somewhere. Okay? <laughs> well, there we go. Let's sign yeah, it off on that. that. David said it right in stone. He's getting a tattoo. If Brandon Staley wins <laughs> coach of the year. That's going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you guys are back here tomorrow when we recap joint practices with the Saints and get into a little preview of the second preseason game. But until then, make sure to follow or subscribe for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you to everyone who hit us up and called into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924 and hit us up at LockdownLAC on X. You can also find me on X at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter X at DrotalkSD. But that's going to do it for us today. Make sure you guys hit us up everywhere, including at Lockdown Chargers on Instagram and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page so you can get in on the next show. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow talking about everything joint practice related. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.